Greetings, dear friends. We're glad to welcome you to the International Roundtables, which are a continuation of the International Online Conference, Global Crisis, This Already Affects Everyone, which was held on July 24th on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. This conference caused a wide response from people from all over the world, That is why we're so happy to announce that on December the 4th, 2021, a new international conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth, will be held. We're so happy to invite you to join it and expand on the topic of climate environmental disasters. Hello, dear friends. Let me please introduce... Uh, the participants of our today's roundtable, the topic of which is global crisis, what kind of world will we leave to our children? We have four amazing women today with us. Irina Simmons, Master of Arts, art historian, founder of the League of Sound from the Netherlands. Akmaral Batalova, journalist and film producer from Kazakhstan. Ksenia Riva, a reporting analyst from the Netherlands, and Her Royal Highness Queen Nadia Karihiri, Ambassador-at-Large for UN Affairs at the International Human Rights Commission, World President of IDE, Denenuir, um, ADN France, uh, the Pro-Chancellor of uh, Rocketfield College of Science, Founder and CEO of Success World from France. Um, dear participants of today's roundtable, we're very glad to welcome you and thank you so much for joining us today. And the first question that we would like to ask is, of course, your impressions of the conference, um, global, global crisis, this already affects everyone. So could you please share what did you like the most about this conference? What topic grabbed your attention? And I would like to address this question first to Irina. Irina, the floor is yours. Greetings, uh, dear ladies, and thank you for this opportunity to be participating in the roundtable uh, just dedicated to the event uh, that happened uh, about two weeks ago, the uh, Global Crisis Conference. So this already affects everyone. And it really affects everyone uh, because the topics that were raised, uh, they Right. They were scary um, on the one hand, but they are absolutely necessary on the other hand. And especially what impressed me was the topic of cataclysms and the refugees. Uh, what is impending? The thing is that, that if you just look uh, at it from another uh, point of view, if we, women, uh, look at it, you know that uh, women have this creative energy that uh, can even not just create, but even change the whole world. And if we look at uh, all the world, right, of Well, our world looks like uh, the world of absolute pain, and it's kind of one general enough hospital, 
or kind of with a psychiatric bias. And um, so I was impressed by the speakers at the Global Crisis Conference who voiced out the truth. And uh, because, uh, you know, those speakers really had the courage. And there were many speakers who did not come to the conference. And of course, we understand that a person should have courage today in the consumer format of society to voice the truth because uh, usually the um, consumerist format of society imposes fear on us. Fear just to, to uh, say the truth. Fear to lose your position in the society. Fear just not to keep your family and friends uh, going. And uh, yeah, but uh, it's actually an illusion, right? So, uh, because uh, uh, life uh, of course, uh, presents many kind of surprises, okay? Uh, because um, just looking, um, uh, we cannot even, uh, you know, um, from the point of view of a woman, I wouldn't like to leave such a world, such well a scary and ill world to our children, because it's 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 already um, spoiled. But uh, I believe that there are people who are ready to wake up, but just uh, what do they need? It's someone, uh, um, some other people to push them, okay? And I believe that, uh, well, talking about children, um, we should just pass them this feeling of inner freedom, which is connected with the inner freedom and uh, with the inner responsibility uh, for oneself and for the other people, for the world. We should pass this knowledge to our children, uh, the value of life is, the value of human life is the utmost value. Because uh, today we are living and we're wasting half, half of our life um, on our fears, on uh, what, on these wishes to earn more, to make money, and we waste um, just lots of um, health, I would say. And uh, the other part of our life we spend uh, on all these hospitals and treatments. So we waste our life, uh, you know, on fears, on distrust, uh, or um, just money. And we forget about the most important thing. We forget about life. We forget that we have the potential, a huge potential. And this very potential, you know, I would like to talk about it. And в этой ситуации люди начинают терять человеческий облик и превращаются просто в зверей. Because if we go on living like this, then we won't have any, well, safety or security. Yeah, it's natural that women are afraid for uh, the children, grandchildren. It's such an important topic because really, what can we leave? What world can we leave to our children? Because we cannot just, you know, um, leave our children just to grannies and say, okay, just to grow up as you want. Because children, they need upbringing and they need to be um, explained this um, 
and they need to go this process of transformation through positive examples. And when we talk about uh, uh, that uh, woman, uh, uh, for example, right, we have, uh, women do have potential, inner potential, but we generally live in the world um, just uh, that is actually being destroyed and all the, the planet's ecosystems are destroyed, everything is being destroyed, uh, all our systems are values. So we need to create the conditions, conditions for uh, just uh, children to flourish, to gr grow up, because, you know, I was impressed um, uh, by uh, just a small experiment of the fr just French scientists who had uh, con conducted experiment with a small hatched chicken and a small robot. So uh, the point of that experiment was that uh, when um, the chickens, right, when ch just little chicks uh, get hatched, uh, so uh, the first creature that they see, uh, they consider it as their kind of mother, all right? So uh, this little chick was uh, just uh, the first creature that he saw, uh, it, saw it, it was a robot, and he, of course, a little chick, um, he considered this robot as his um, mother, and then um, the, the scientist took the chick uh, and uh, put it uh, just in, in a glass box. But uh, the chick, you know, um, yeah, he was kind of divided from the robot by the scientists on purpose, but uh, the chick wanted to see the robot so much, wanted to be next to that robot, right, to that deer being for him. Uh, so, he, what did the chicken do? He started to move uh, towards the robot uh, to, to, to push that um, glass box uh, and nearer and nearer to the robot. And uh, just... Uh, so can you uh, see the point that even if a small chick, okay, a chicken, uh, a any live being has this um, intention, live intention, right? Um, and it's even on the quantum level. It, it, so um, has this power to move uh, or to... So can you imagine that even a small um, creatures like that can do that? So what can our children do? That's that's most important because our children have still greater potential and this is what our children should be left with i mean with this knowledge um not not with these you know um different uh, principles of fear or weakness or cowardice but our children should be taught these endless opportunities um and should be told, should be learned the truth, so that uh, children would be bold enough to live in this world and not to save just their lives, but even the lives of their, uh, their dear ones. And not just, you know, to leave, uh, we shouldn't leave um, just uh, the legacy to our children, like, uh, you know, barely alive. And we should be thinking about that and should be speaking up about that. So, that is why um, it's really affects each person and it concerns each uh, each man, each woman. So I'm really looking forward to the other speakers who would raise these topics at the next conference. And I'm looking forward to people to wake up. And uh, this is the main thing. And you know what also worries me? Um, 
is that according to uh, Spiegel's book, it's it's you know it's always it's it's kind of about hot ash. Yeah, we are living in the world with kind of hot ash that is always falling on my head. Okay, so uh, people live under stress and in worries, but we should change this situation. Set of Thank this. you very much, Irina. Thank you so much for your feedback. And I really like your comparison our consumer format with the mental hospital. It's 100% correctly. We know what's happening. We understand. We see the all terrible things that are happening right now in this moment with our society, with our earth. And we keep silent. We're doing nothing. That's really... Sounds like a very, very, very bad situation. And I also agree with you that in order to provide for our kids the better world, the better future, we need to do th something. And our strengths in a unity. And if we, as a humanity, really unite around this idea of um, creating a better future, we definitely can because we have a huge potential right now. And thank you so much for bringing this to us. And um, I also would like to ask our next speaker, Akmaral, what are your impressions of the conference? Could you please share it with us? Greetings, dear viewers, dear speakers. Thank you very much for the invitation to join the Roundtable, International Roundtable today. It's always a pleasure to be communicating with the like-minded people. And uh, I've also watched uh, um, the conference Global Crisis. This already affects everyone. And uh, like Irina has just said, I was uh, touched by the topics of um, cataclysms, uh, climatic cataclysms, and to the topic of refugees, especially the topic of refugees, because uh, I myself, um, I was uh, just um, observing the Earth's um, situation with the refugees uh, and in Turkey in 2015. I just briefly let me tell you the story, what I felt then. Uh, we were just relaxing, we were on holiday, and a friend of ours called us. Um, he is a Palestinian. And um, uh, it just uh, and in the 70s, um, well, his house was demolished by Israeli. Um, Okay, um, just trucks. And his uh, eldest son, um, he just left for some kind of uh, organization, and he was uh, manifesting against Israel. And as a far as a, just a result his son um, was imprisoned and uh, so um, this friend of ours he grabbed his young daughter and uh, he left for Syria but I must say that in Syria the Palestinians uh, they had uh, or they were granted citizenship and um, so kind of some privileges and uh, they were uh, just um, uh, left in some kind of refugee camp, uh, Yermok, sort of this. Well, and it was not just, um, it was not like a camp, uh, uh, just um, 
tent camp, but the Syrian government really helped the Palestinian people a lot. And uh, it was, you know, not just the, the tent camp, but it, it was uh, the whole complex, modern residential complex with schools, with um, just anything, uh, residential buildings and so on. Then um, it happened that uh, in Syria, um, a war broke in Syria, and um, and again, um, uh, IGIL organization, it um, occupied this camp of um, Palestinian refugees in Syria, right, again. And um, uh, although, yeah, Palestinians, they had many privileges they could get in uh, education alongside with the uh, Syria uh, children. So this uh, eagle organization, uh, they uh, kind of, uh, well, paid uh, many residents uh, just uh, to go into their ranks, so to say. And uh, the the daughter of a friend, right, she had to graduate from the university, um, Damascus University, uh, banking faculty. So they left actually for Lebanon, and uh, there uh, they had to be in the camp, uh, tent camp, and the I must say that it doesn't matter in Jordan or in Lebanon and Turkey, the tent camps, they had awful, awful conditions because uh, there were, was everything horrible there, like people slavery and tra tra trafficking, human trafficking and um, uh, just uh, uh, drug dealing, whatever. So, uh, what uh, did our friend do he actually uh, he he got all his money possible and he um just sent his daughter to take him and then he called us and we were on a vacation as i started my story with um if you remember um and this uh, friend of ours um, asks us uh, to help us uh, to help him uh, just to find um his daughter because she got lost already for several days and you know i went to, to the center of Izmir and you know I was shocked because what I saw there I, I saw crowds of people and it was just uh, uh, incredible they were living uh, outside uh, in the streets and uh, the prices uh, yeah were really high in the hotels or hostels so uh, these people uh, they uh, just spent their nights in the streets and um, when I, you know, entered this crowd of people, um, I was showing these people the photo of this girl, and was uh, keep on uh, just keeping on asking whether uh, they saw this girl. And so, um, for about three days, from early morning to late at night, I was looking for this girl among these refugees. Of course, I I, I didn't find this girl, but I hope uh, just luckily the girl um, just found us uh, herself. She called uh, her father and said that the Turkish police kept her and uh, she lost all her documents. And actually, you know, um, actually I saw that this girl, uh, yeah, she was living, just living with us for some time, but she was kind of trying to connect with uh, the criminals, you know, and um, she, th that was the girl who told us all these details uh, of this dirty business, you know, so um, it was really horrible, I mean, this human trafficking and uh, um, 
really what was happening in the refugee camps and uh, so many many uh, just people got disappeared in overloaded boats um, even 20 up to 30 people they just got drowned uh, and uh, um, an acquaintance, a guy, uh, he was a strong one and he managed to swim to the shore of Greece. So um, exactly those examples made me um, study this topic, study the topic of refugees and uh, the conditions that uh, they're living in and how is it ever, uh, how is it happening. And I was talking to the refugees, to Afghanis, um, from, uh, people from Lebanon, uh, from Syria, from Iraq, and uh, all that uh, these people were telling me, you know, it just made me embarrassed and shocked, because of course, um, you know, uh, notwithstanding that they were trying to border the European borders, uh, to, to cross the European borders, um, they were treated like, like animals, you know. Because, for example, Syria, uh, people from Syria, right, they were given uh, kind of the right, um, the first right to give this uh, guarantee uh, citizenship um, or refugee story status. But um, uh, with what happened with the other refugees, their passports were taken from them. And, uh, uh, for example, even Afghani people, they were speaking just English, but but uh, none of the officials uh, was trying to check Afghani people, to check their documents, to talk with them. Um, even, for example, not just uh, there were, um, well, uh, Arabians, um, uh, just uh, experts, or they were trying, for example, other experts that could define um, uh, the uh, accent uh, of these refugees. So what can I say about uh, um, uh, the climatic refugees? Um, well, I could say that, you know, even just lately, uh, I went with uh, my grandchildren to the observatory and there uh, the astrologist said that uh, if uh, many, many thousands uh, years ago the polar the, uh, the, the North Star uh, used to serve as a navigating for um, Earth. So the, today, this North Pole, it gets changed. And if it used to be in uh, just another uh, Lear constellation um, today, well, you know, we are going to uh, navigate uh, uh, just uh, uh, according to another polar star, and uh, accordingly, uh, the climate is going to change with these um, polar star changes, and uh, that is why the climate change is inevitable. And uh, it doesn't mean that uh, we, uh, well, do not uh, have any responsibility or um, towards uh, our surrounding world. In fact, yes, uh, we, are, we are kind of developing technologically more. Are we kind of making these processes faster? Are we accelerating these processes? Uh, sorry, sound check.
We accelerate in these processes of climate changes, um, but again, uh, I should say that we shouldn't we shouldn't um, just bring this topic uh, of the climate change together with the, uh, the politics. Okay. So, uh, as uh, Irina Simons, uh, today's speaker, has said, that we are living in fear today. And this fear uh, is um, being kind of intensified uh, by the media so much, uh, just in any case, uh, that uh, today the climate change is now kind of, this topic is changing into kind of some hysteria. Uh, in fact, uh, we should be talking about uh, the specific measures. You're talking about, for example, the threats of these uh, plastic usage okay but again uh, why not uh, why should we not call not to use this um, paper bags instead of non-plastic uh, just instead of plastic bags so or uh, again why um, are they uh, do we have these calls not to um, pollute the atmosphere and uh, just uh, why don't governments take any measures to not to pollute the atmosphere these companies organizations why don't they do that. Um, so how about this, you know, iPhone corporations and that they, they produce again kind of um, not kind of healthy products, okay? And again, uh, many uh, these transnational uh, companies, right, uh, they could take responsibility for lots and lots of things, but instead they put this responsibility on ordinary people. So what, uh, just let me sum up uh, all my speech, right, um, in a few words, sentences. So uh, what I would like to say is that, uh, well, responsibility is completely with us, people, because uh, who do we elect? Who do we choose? Who do we vote for? Why are these people, uh, well, why when these people come to um, power, right, why don't they fulfill their obligations? Why don't we follow that um, the elected uh, do not fulfill their obligations? So what's the point to change their uh, G, um, just in, in one, uh, just particular country. If we do not change the whole international system, if this international system is corrupted. So, if we do not follow this democracy freedom, so what's the point? And uh, the population of so-called democratic nations, um, they take it for granted. So, what should we do? I believe that we should be changing the whole international system because it is highly corrupted and uh, also we should not just be criticizing, you know, uh, but we should be taking specific actions, uh, not just uh, change politicians, but uh, we should f be looking for the ways, as for example, Alatra, uh, IPM is declaring that we should be changing ourselves, right? Start changing ourselves. And we should um, uh, raise uh, people's awareness. That's what I wanted to tell you about. And I would like really to believe that um, these changes, these positive changes will take place one day. Points that you have just highlighted and about the refugees, about the situation on borders between countries, about all the, um, I can say, truly 
horrible things that are going on between the countries, uh, between the people, they are really the things that every person should be aware of. And we need to speak up. We need to talk about that. And we need to be aware. We need to search for solutions. And of course, creative society is the alternative way of basically forming a new type of relationships between people, a new type of communication, a new type of support. Because in the creative society, the human life is the highest value. And automatically, all the things that we just talked about, uh, they will disappear because once the human life is in the first place, then everything falls onto its own places. And thank you so much for speaking up and for telling this important truth, this important information to us and to our viewers today. And right now, I would like to pass the floor to Xenia Riva, and I would like to ask you to share your impressions of the conference. Could you please tell us what surprised you or maybe what was shocking to you or what opened your eyes on some issues that were mentioned during the conference? Thank you. Greetings, Sarah. Um, I would like to uh, share with you that uh, um, when watching the conference, I was fascinated by the third part um, of the um, conference, uh, which was about the environmental crisis. And um, hereby, I would like also to share the quote that resonated with me when watching um, the, the facts uh, that was presented. And the quote is by Crazy Horse. Treat the earth well. It was not given to you by your parents. It was not loaned to you by your children. We do not inherit the earth from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And I understood that uh, it is ineffective to simply put responsibilities of uh, our current situation to the past generation as the cause of the current situation. We actually need to fix it by ourselves. We need to take actions and uh, take our own responsibility in, uh, uni um, in unifying efforts together where everybody puts their ego aside and when honest unity prevails for the sake of our children. We, uh, as currently <laughs> our community, we must put uh, an end to this uh, consumerism society um, and not uh, uh, for a few who are sustaining it. We all together should do it. And um, um, also uh, what uh, fascinated me as well, uh, the, that the facts uh, presented uh, during the conference uh, uh, related to the global climate change on Earth and uh, uh, that um, uh, this is mainly a derivative of the astronomical processes of the uh, cyclicity. And it was fascinating to see that it was proven by various independent scientists from various countries that we are currently in the phase of the new 12,000 year cycle. Uh, their processes, uh, those processes uh, happening or occurring on the earth, which mankind cannot influence at present, and therefore one should not un underestimate the uh, consequences. If it's necessary, we need to prepare for those events. And um, as was already introduced that uh, I'm uh, residing in the Netherlands, um, I was deeply affected by the synchronicity that happened just recently uh, as uh, 
uh, on the week of the conference, uh, uh, there was the tragic floods in the south of Netherlands, Belgium and Germany occurred. Uh, my family and I live uh, uh, literally a couple of hours away from the tragedy. Uh, I also learned that the people who were affected could not save, could not be saved due to lack of the resources and equipment. They literally had a couple of minutes to climb to the top of the roof just to rescue themselves. And when uh, government uh, authorities uh, uh, invited military vehicles to support uh, um, victims, uh, actually military vehicles were not able to withstand the power of the nature. And these are, uh, as we call, developed countries in the heart of Europe. So this actually shows that we are not capable to solve the situation like like this by ourselves and this is only simple um not a simple but uh, uh, only a river came out of the borders right what could we actually expect uh, further and i believe that we should strive on the three main uh, topics uh, um, uh, actions first we need to uh, people need to think that um, the government will save them. No, we should put away those uh, uh, pink glasses from our eyes and think that this is actually, we need to do something about this. We cannot put responsibility on someone else's shoulders to save us. The second is that um, if we cannot uh, rely on somebody, we actually need to action ourselves and to face those events in a more effective uh, way in the future by uh, uh, focusing on uh, historical experience. So the third part is that we need to look at the history. What happened in the historical events? Did any similar situation occur uh, on Earth? Uh, how countries were able to uh, fight those situations, right, or resist or actually support people? Can we share this knowledge with everybody and to make sure that all the countries, all the regions, all the people are informed and know how to rescue themselves, uh, help other people, because in a situation like this, you the all the values that you uh, earn uh, in your life, they uh, demolish. And the only um, thing that is the most valuable at that specific moment when such a situation occurs in the environment is um, um, uh, life, life of human beings. And if we want to make sure that uh, our children are uh, having a proper world to live and um, making sure that they are having a safe environment, we need to teach them. We need to give them all the tools for them to be able to uh, use it and implement whenever any um, uh, climate or uh, ecological disaster occurring to them. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ksenia, for emphasizing one more time the one more time the role of unity and the necessity of changing the format from a consumer-oriented format to a creative. The model of a society in which human life will stay on the first place. Only this format will give us chance to really unite all our efforts, unite all our resources together and really um, overcome this difficult situation that we are facing right now. And I uh, also would like to thank Tia Akmaral for bringing such a difficult and heartbreaking examples. But again, we understand how um, 
this format in which we're living right now divide us and bring us to fight with each other instead of find a solution together. And uh, today with us we have Her Majesty Queen Nadia. And I would like to thank you for your understanding the depths of the topics raised in this conference and joining us for the second time already. And um, perhaps after listening to our speakers today, you have a new insight, you have a new understandings that you would like to share with us today. Greetings, everybody. Thank you for inviting me again in this uh, international roundtable. Um, thank you. I was listening to everybody, and uh, it is just amazing that you can feel the pain and how they were affected uh, in in the heart, in the soul, in their mind, everybody uh, had received in another way, uh, in its originality, uh, the situation, you know. You know, in all the, the conferences, I, I was... Uh, available and I was uh, following the, all the conferences and in its globality it was very well done and I thank Alatra uh, TV for showing us and putting in light different things that we have not uh, seen uh, or observed by ourselves and I thank really Alatra to showing all that and putting in place everything. You know, uh, in this conference, Global Crisis, we were speaking about artificial intelligence and they have shown uh, so many beautiful things that we are not even aware of. So we have the technology growing up and increasing, improving, and at the same time, the crisis of the climate change, the conflicts, the refugees, the poverty and all that. So it's like we are divided. So you have people who are making and building in the new technology that this technology should really serve the people to, to improve their life. And in the other side, we are just suffering. The question that we have to ask ourselves what happened? Why we are here? Why we are in this situation? Why we are victim of the climate change today? Why we are living this crisis? Why the refugees are not treated like the human being? Because I have seen in different uh, countries where the refugees are dying of hunger. They are not respected, they are judged, and they are raped. So the children are raped in some camp of refugees. We are talking about also the climate change, and I thank Alatra for showing us and putting in light that the climate change is a cycle, is a cycle of earth, and people, Lot of people, some people knows about this, knows about this truth. And I thank Alatra for putting that in light and 
explaining that there is, yes, the cycle of Earth, and that everybody should know. If we were informed, if we were taught that Earth had a cycle, we would be prepared. We would be prepared to these troubles of climate change. We would be prepared for the refugees, you know, the migration because of the climate change. The reality, you have some people, they are working in secret. They are not informing the others. And we are putting responsible of the human being for what they are not responsible. The reality is that all here together, we are only speaking about the effects. We are only showing the effects. But we cannot change the situation of the past. What happened, happened already. We cannot change what happened already. We cannot change this situation of refugee. We cannot change the situation of inundation, cataclysm, and all these catastrophic things that we have, have passed already. That we, can, we are still living. But the positive things in this situation that we have within us the solution, the solution to change the situation. If we accept, if we accept to understand that we are living in a primitive collective consciousness stuck, stuck in separation, doubt, fears, mental health issues. This is what we have created collectively. And we are stuck, I repeat again, we are stuck in this primitive collective consciousness of separation, division, fears, doubt, conflict, mental health issues, and all that. And the list is very long. So let's talk about now the why. Why we are living all that. Because we, and we, know, we know that we are living in it. Now we need to understand why. Why? The reality, the reality is that we are all all together responsible of what is going on. All together responsible. How? Because we are an element of God living in God. We are limiting ourselves. We don't know our real identity. We are spirit living an experience. I repeat again, we are spirit living an experience in the form, in a body. And the biggest ignorance that we have is to think that we are a body living a spiritual experience from 
that problematic come the cause of all these troubles. So imagine, imagine that you, have, you are thinking to something. This thought, because every thought is bringing an emotion. This thought is bringing an emotion and the emotion is bringing an action. You understand? So when you are just an idea, you have an idea of sadness, immediately you will feel sadness. The first reaction that you have is to cry. This is how this world was built. By ignorance of ourselves, we are disturbing we are disturbing completely our environment because as a spirit we are an extension in this body and we are impacting the life of the others like the others are impacting in our life the spirit impacting the life because everything is built in the invisible all the visible is built in the, in the visible but the visible is impacting in the invisible how when you have in front of you conflict problems fears all that it is infecting your mind and this is how you are developing some mental health issues. Some of them are going to suicide. Some of them, they are going to, to drug, to all that. I believe that thanks to Alatra, that we are capable to create a collective and creative society for all of us, for our children. I will not say for the, the future of our children, but the future of the, the built from now. You cannot teach, you cannot teach your children. We, we cannot teach our children something that we have not understood. We all want peace. We all want love. But have we really understood love and peace? Do we really understand love and peace within us? Really? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because we are still living in judgment. Still living in conflict with one another. We are all in conflict. We are even creating artificial intelligence not always to benefit the human being but to control the human being how do you want us to give a legacy to our children or build to our children something a better world for tomorrow i'm sorry a child a child is like a sponge. He is absorbing, absorbing from his close environment. 
his family than the society around him. And what he's doing, he's only reproducing what he was, what he was taught. And this is how we are from generation to generation to generation are living in conflicts, are living in ignorance, are living in the lack of love, in the lack of peace. And this is our problem. How do you want our society to change if we are not changing ourselves first, if we are not changing our mindset, our mentality, our attitude? Do you think that a child will, will grow up at peace and produce peace and, and love if in his environment, in his home, there's conflict, that his mother is not happy, that his parents are fighting, that his, the, the problem of divorce? How do you want us to build a better world, a better society, a creative society to our children if today we are living in conflict? The nature is teaching us to live our present moment. Why we are not observing? We are just repeating, repeating the effect that we see. Oh, we see the inundation. Oh, we see that rape there. Oh, this politician is very bad. He is a, a, a dictator. Yes. But every effect has a cause. And the cause, we have to look for it within us, in the spirit, in the mind, in the dimension of ideology. Otherwise, we will never be able to change anything. Don't blame God. Don't blame the politician. Don't blame the scientist or the others. The problem is within us. If we are not living at peace, if we are not living in balance with ourselves, if we are not living in love for life that we are representing, we will never be able to give peace, to give love, happiness, harmony, and balance to the people around us. And of course, of course, our environment will be completely in dysfunction. And of course, our society will be completely in dysfunction. May it be social, political, financial, economic, we don't care. We are creating that. This is why now, now that we have, and thanks to Alatra, who is exposing the situation, the truth within us, we don't have time to judge this effect created by us. We need now to think how to get out from that. We know we are in. We know we have some politician corrupted. We have created a, 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 a society based on corruption, based on ego, based on uh, 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 hatred. Anger, all that. We know that. 
we know it is the fact that we have in front of us. So we need to stop talking about that. We need to now focus on the solution and no more on the problem. Let's focus on solution and no more problem. Because the problem, we know them already. We know the problem already. Now, what will be the solution? We know now the cause is from us. The cause is within us. So let's build something within us. You cannot teach something to someone if you have not the knowledge. The knowledge is coming from the experience. And when you want to teach someone love, peace, and stop all the conflict, when you need to teach all that, it's not taught by words. It's not taught by words. It's taught by being an example. For example, let's see, we want to teach our children, but we are not even capable to listen to them. We are not even capable to respect their free will. We continue to force, we continue to force our daughter to marry men that can be their grandfather. We continue <coughs> to sell our daughters. We continue to, to rape our daughters, our women, and result in some orphanage. We have lot of children from the rape, from problems. So we, humanity, yes, we have created all that. All what we see around us, may it be the environment, the problem of killing, rape, all that, even the poverty. It is a pandemic that we have created. The hunger is the pandemic that we have created. Result, what we are collecting? Mental health problem. And what we do? God, what I have done to you, why you are punishing me? It's not a punishment. It is the consequence. Your Royal Highness, um, your microphone turned off for some reason. Alatra, for doing their best, doing their best to create and gather all the, the people from around the world to work on the solution. Not only for our children, first for ourselves. Then when we have created that for ourselves, we become the example to our children. A child, if he see you praying, he will pray. If he see you insulting someone, he will insult the other one. The child is repeating exactly what you are doing. You see? So, thank you, Alatra, for exposing all that and putting us all together. And I want to say to all my sisters here, the speakers who spoke, you see, the problem of refugee, the problem of all that is a, 
is a collective problem. And we cannot change the effect if we are not changing the cause. And the cause is within us. You understand? So these refugees, there's a reason behind. There's a cause behind. We need to teach the truth. But to teach the truth, we need to understand the truth. And the truth starts by knowing yourself. If you don't know yourself, you have no chance to change this world. I'm sorry. This is the reality. So thank you. Thank you, Alatra, for inviting me. And I love the conference. And this is why I am here today. I came back today because it's just being and united all together for one cause, the well-being of humanity. Thank you. Thank you so much, Your Royal Highness Queen Nadia. Thank you for such heart-touching words. And of course, thank you so much for bringing up the importance of, um, let's say, realization and understanding that we are the ones who are responsible for what is going on in this world today. We're the ones who have built all these issues and caused them, but we are also the ones who are responsible for the change. We are the ones who are capable to change everything for the betterment of the humanity. And thank you so much for your inspirational speech. And right now I would like to pass the floor to Marina. Thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you so much, Katya. So I also very, very grateful to all of our speakers that presented today such a extremely painful, but at the same time, truthful facts without which we cannot really um, decide and act together. And um, to summarize everything that every single of you spoke today about refugees, I would like to invite you to watch a video that was presented on the conference on, on the topic of refugees. So let's watch the video. Have you ever thought that there might be circumstances when you will suddenly have to leave your home, your apartment, or your town? Leave forever. And the reason for this would be neither traveling, nor vacation, or a planned moving, but the necessity to survive. Refugee. You have probably heard this word from the news. But have you ever thought that sooner or later you may become a refugee yourself? After all, climate disasters know no borders, social statuses, or schedules. In 2020 alone, 82.4 million people were forced to leave their homes. This is equal to the population of such countries as Germany or Turkey. 
This is more than the population of Great Britain or France. Refugees are people who are fleeing a deadly threat. But today, there is no place for them to run to. Their lives are exposed to danger and risk wherever they get to. Among them, there are millions of people, climate refugees who have no protection of the law. Neither the Refugee Convention nor the international law oblige countries to accept climate refugees. On January 21, 2020, the UN Human Rights Committee ruled that countries cannot send people back to their home country who have faced climate changes. It ruled, but actually rejected the world's first complaint filed by Loan Tessiota against New Zealand, which violated his right to life by being deported to his home country of Kabasi. After the deportation of Loan's family, one of his children suffered from a serious case of blood poisoning. Climate refugees are one of the most disenfranchised categories of people. The laws of many countries provide for penalties regarding inhumane treatment of animals. But they give absolutely no protection to the people who miraculously survived a natural disaster and ended up on the street without means of sustenance. Every day, one child dies among migrants or refugees. Mark Lowcock said, I'm getting daily reports of babies and other young children dying in the cold. Imagine the grief of a parent who escaped a war zone, with their child only to watch that child freeze to death. We build shelters for homeless animals, but we refuse to help people in need. Not only do we refuse to help these people, all kinds of violence against refugees are permitted. Many countries began a containment policy, trying to prevent refugees from entering their territories at all costs. According to the UN, thousands of people were pushed back by the border control authorities in Europe using violent measures. The pandemic worsened the situation for refugees. According to official information, Tightening of border crossings did not let hundreds of thousands of people leave zones of armed conflicts, economic crisis, and environmental disasters. Meanwhile, the number of business trips abroad remained practically at the same level. Since 2015, border violence has become more sophisticated. Moreover, since 2020, the number of tortures has increased compared to the previous year. A special report prepared by Border Violence Monitoring Network on tortures in 2020, analysis data from 286 testimonies of violent pushbacks, prolonged beating for up to six hours at a time, police dogs being released and encouraged to attack, forced undressing, the burning and destruction of clothes 
and forcing people on the move to cross borders in a complete state of undress. Groups of up to 80 men, women and children were forced to undress completely and placed inside the detention room. Severe beating and throwing victims into water resulting in their disappearance. Here are just a couple of quotes from the victims. They even fired shots close to our ears for the purpose of intimidating us. They didn't ask us anything, just started the beating. We had mayonnaise and ketchup in our bags, which they rubbed on our wounds. In December 2020, the Black Book of Pushbacks was published. A 1,500-page book documents the horrific violence suffered by over 12,000 people at the hands of authorities on the external borders of civilized European countries. Oxfam International published a similar report in 2018. Police detained children as young as 12 in cells without water or food and removed SIM cards from their mobile phones. Changing their birth date on statements, illegitimately pushing them back across the border, cutting the soles off their shoes so they wouldn't try to come back. There is clear evidence of an increased sexual and gender-based violence against women and girls both during and after disasters. Multiple cases of sexual abuse of children have been documented. Elderly people are also at increased risk of violence, exploitation, and abuse. In our society, a person loses their property, their place of residence, loses the right to protection and life. Refugee camps have appalling conditions. Fabrizio Carboni, near and Middle East Regional Director of the International Committee of the Red Cross, says about the refugee camps. Tents plagued by rats, water sources contaminated by feces, and inhabitants suffering from tuberculosis, scabies, and post-traumatic stress. Hundreds of children, mostly boys, some as young as 12, are detained in adult prisons places they simply do not belong. These are the realities of our consumer society we live in. Considering the trend of escalating climate disasters, are you sure disasters won't come to your home tomorrow? Are you prepared to be in those people's shoes? Or shall we change things together? Nobody values human life in a consumer society. But in the creative society, human life is of the highest value. Yes, definitely. Seeing this whole picture is really creeps to the trembling. And we understand that this format in which we're living right now is 
totally inhumane. And until we change the format, nothing will change. We're all responsible for having such a difficult situation right now with refugees. And where is the guarantee that you and me will not have to face that problem? So it is so important right now to change format. And we really need to understand that everything depends on each of us. Yes, Marina, I totally agree with you. And thank you so much for emphasizing this, this point. And also, right now, I would like to address another question to Irina. Um, Irina, we know that right now we have people in the world who can speak up, but they keep silent. They hold on to their wallets, their crowns, and even though they have influence, even though they have the ability to convey this truth to a large number of people, um, they do not. They do not want to speak up. And after all, it takes just a couple of these people who are willing to speak up who to, to tell the truth. And this way, we would quickly um, inform everyone in the world about the idea of the creative society. So the question is, why do you think they are keeping silent? Why they are keeping quiet? Fear. I guess it's because of fear. Uh, you know, fear to lose your status. Fear uh, just uh, what will other people think about you. Fear to change life. Uh, although just deep inside, uh, these people understand everything. Uh, you know, I would like to give you an example. Uh, when uh, preparing for the conference, um, I tried to involve a young, talented, bright politician um, and uh, his... Um, uh, really very just bright. He has such a vision of uh, a person who is able to see the whole picture. And even he, right? I, I, I've been trying for about a month to involve he, this man and his team to participate in the Global Crisis Conference. But um, I was looking forward to the meeting, you know, with him. But um, I didn't know. But, you know, um, I, I truly believe that something horrible must happen then. Because, um, you know, uh, of course, women are more kind of sensitive to uh, to what is happening around. But I can also see this ability even in men. And this gives a feeling of not just hope, but confidence that we are doing the right thing in France. And we are that unity and that point of no return, that, that impetus that will help other people wake up. Because, yeah, lots of people are still sleeping, but everything, uh, you know, ends. And, um, you know, the horrible thing is really when people are afraid to speak up. Unfortunately, we were taught um, to behave in that such a way during thousands of years. But uh, because we have forgotten ourselves, but when we begin to remember ourselves, then 
we get freedom and everything else is imposed so and that is the truth thank you so much for such a sincere answer and i totally agree with you that we need to get rid of that fear and we need to give ourselves an opportunity and possibility to believe in ourselves and to act and coming to the bottom line of our today's round table and seeing the whole picture of the situation we're in as humanity right now the important question arises what kind of world will we leave to our children are we ready to pull our, ourselves together and take the responsibility for ourselves and not to hesitate to speak up to speak about the fact that we need to change the very root of the problem the very format of society to inform people about the creative format of society the one that millions of people are already talking about openly today and to bring that awareness that we can change everything together and that the only way out is this deadlock of the consumer format of society is the creative format of society where we will be able to survive and right now i would like to pass the floor to marina as she has a really interesting question to um your royal highness queen nadia thank you so much katya Uh, your royal highness in your opinion how important is it for all people to understand that the root of all our problems is the consumer format of our society and to share this understanding with everybody to inform people and to say that only in a creative format our society can we survive in a climate disasters thank you for your question This is a very interesting question. You know, we need to accept that we are living in a world of duality. Duality and polarity. Polarity is one of the law, the universal law, divine universal law. Polarity, good, bad. positive negative electric magnetic male female this polarity is present within us the reality the, of the situation is we don't need to fight with the others the biggest fight is within ourselves to fight with ourselves in fact it's our ideas fighting with our emotions you understand this is the big the our light fighting our darkness you understand so when we understand that we are living this world of duality within us we understand the system that is created around us we understand everything we understand that this this um that this law of polarity is one of the mental fundamental law that we have to live when you analyze the situation 
you understand that everything is relative. There's not really good or bad. We are all here living a journey of experience. We are all here born not perfect. We are here to all make some mistakes. And we need to learn from our mistakes. We are not here to judge the others. When we see the problem in the other, it means that we have something to correct within us. You know? So when all what we have within us is just a projection, and thanks to our consciousness, thanks to our third eye, there's a projection, you know, a communication, you know, of what we can see and what we can correct within us. Putting the, the problems on the others is not the right solution because it's, it's an infection of the mental. We have to recognize that we are here in a world of duality. Everything should be balanced. Everything should be balanced. Sometimes, and most of the time, you need to, to go through the darkness. And let's say the darkness in its facet, the darkness in its color, the darkness and the worst moment in order to understand, to understand the light and the power of light that we are because we are an energy of love and light. This is our real source. So when we understand that, we understand that there is a perfection, a perfection in our imperfection. You understand? And there's a perfection in our imperfection. We are all born here for a reason. A reason. And we are all experiencing something. But we are... We are creating in fears. And we have created this society of consumer. Why? Because... We are scared of tomorrow. We are scared of tomorrow. So we are creating a society of consumer in order to destroy the present moment. We are selfish. We are selfish. We are not building in sustainability. And this is why we have created this society of consumer. We are scared of what we will eat tomorrow. We are scared of what we will air, uh, wear to, 
tomorrow. But I just want to remind something to, to all our brothers and sisters. God has created us with principles. God is faithful to his principles. Don't be scared of tomorrow. Because if you have faith, if you develop faith within you, you won't have any more problem. You will live always in your present. One of the principles of God that is written, engraved within us. You see, one of his principles is nutrition. Nutrition. What does it mean? That everybody who is born will have enough necessary, enough necessary for himself. See, when a baby is born, when a baby is born, the milk, the milk is already present in the breast of the mother. Did the mother work for that? Did she produce this milk in her breast? Or did the father intervene? No. It was already present. The baby had just to eat. So when the birds need something, God is feeding them. God is feeding every creation. If you have faith in God and if you have faith in you, you will never be able to have fears or doubt anymore or create on, on this in short period built in sustainability built the love within you in sustainability and the love is an essence of faith unconditional love is an essence of faith unfortunately we are we are mixing the human love this bio-organic love with the real love the true love has nothing to do with the love that you have with your children or that or, or your husband or for your car or no this love has failures this love is not a sustainable love it's not a true love the love that i am talking about is the love that is respecting your free will respecting your color respecting your religion respecting the human being you are and most of all respecting the spirit as love and light this is how we should go out from our ignorance and stop building this society of consumer that is destroying us because it is bringing insecurity to us.
see where we are today. We are thinking again how to build, how to create the sustainable development. How? We are still in. Every 20 years, we come back to the same topic. But if since the beginning we are building and taking love as base of everything, because everything is created in love. Even this world of duality is created by love. Never have doubt. Never have fears. Don't live in your past anymore because the past is over. Never live in your future because the future doesn't exist yet. Live always your present. And when you live your present by faith that you are spirit, that you are the unlimited, unlimited power, that doesn't matter the challenges that you have. No. Because love has no condition. Love has no limit. Love has no gender. Love has no conflict. Love is love. Live it. Just be love. Share this love. And don't be scared. Don't try to produce and create a society that is already destroying life. We are destroying life. We need to to give more attention to love in order to live at peace. See, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, peace will take roots in hearts and will become an absolute law respected by all. We won't be able anymore to fight one another. We won't be able anymore to build a, or create a society, a consumer society, because building on sustainability is building on solidarity, sharing with one another, helping one another, teaching one another. Everything is a question of education and knowledge. Knowledge by experience. Be an example. Be an example of abundance. Pay attention to the abundance around you. Pay attention to the abundance that you have within you. And stop this nonsense of creating this society. We continue to destroy one another. We are sending spell to one another with our judgment. We, when I say let's develop unconditional love, it's also to forgive. Forgive and accept that we are not born perfect, that we have to forgive people who are making mistakes. Forgive to our children. Forgive to the people who have were making barbaric action. Why? Because it's a lack of love. It's a lack of understanding. We need to teach them love. We need to teach them love. When you teach to people love, you won't have any more this problem. 
of conflict, rape, all that, all this nonsense. The most important is to be balanced within. Our spirit has to be aligned with our body. The spirit is the master of everything. We are the master of everything. And now we need to just together to all the people together and just teach them who they are. And from this duality, let's build again the unity. Because in reality, this world, an electromagnetic world, is a world of unity and it is in its divided and exploded version. So if all together we understand that, we will understand that we are only divided in this material life, in the illusion of the mind, in the illusion of the mind. So, thank you. Let's build together a world of unity. Thank and you so much. And reform all the system that we have created. We need to reform all the system, even the system of education. And help our children to understand and to become a leader. Understand them to be, to teach them how to become a leader. And again, Every education has to be taught by the example. I believe so. Be an example to our children. Thank you. I hope I have answered to your question. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Your Highness. We highly appreciate um, your answers. Thank you again for empowering and motivate all of our viewers today. And um, I hope each of us, the entire humanity, will realize our inner potential and each in order and, and, and act in order to build a creative society, in order to survive. Thank you very much for motivating our viewers and us again. And dear Akmaral, the facts that you brought today were incredibly vital to hear because they proved again how uh, consumer society are in the deadlock and we really need to change it. And uh, could you please share with us how do you think it's important to speak up right now in order to inform every single person on earth about the fact that creative society is the only way out of this crisis? Uh, thank you for your question, uh, Marina. Uh, I agree with Your uh, Highness that we have to love each other and unite, uh, but uh, at the same time, I doubt that you can unite, uh, for example, poor person. Uh, you can, how can you encourage the poor person to love a rich person? 
Um, I agree that we have to love each other. We need to feel this love and develop this love in our souls. But also, in my uh, view, we should also uh, fight an inequality in this world. Uh, that's why we need to change the system, the uh, format of our society, because in consumer society, what is the goal of this society? Is uh, Everybody knows that this is uh, profit, only profit and money. And um, transnational companies will sacrifice everything, any human life, for their profit. And how you can explain, for example, to uh, Bezos, this, uh, <laughs> the owner of Amazon, who spent such money just to go to for a few minutes to the universe, to the uh, cosmos, uh, just to, to feel this exci- excitement, um, to be in the first businessman in the universe. Uh, so uh, how you will explain him <laughs> that you, he, he needs to uh, share his love with the poor people of Africa or Middle East? Uh, he could spend this money for, to stop the immigration, to stop the immigration from um, countries which suffering ecology uh, catastrophes or war conflict zones. So I think, uh, first of all, we need to realize that the format of the society we are living in uh, is incorrect. Uh, How we can change the people? Yes, uh, Your Highness is right. We need to change the level of education, the education system. Uh, we need to um, change our mass media format because any journalist, any reporter have to realize their responsibility uh, for uh, telling the truth. But and again, how we can provide them, how we can with truth, how we provide them with uh, important and truth information, how we can support the journalists. They also have families. They need to eat. They need to provide their families. How they will uh, tell the truth when they uh, have fair to, to tell that truth? It's also the questions. Uh, so... Um, what I need to say more, uh, how we can convince the politicians uh, of the countries which um, see the main goal uh, of their politics as um, to obtain the dominance, the only dominance of their countries uh, uh, above the another's. Uh, how we can explain them that their politics of changing regimes by 
forcing by revolution by violent revolutions uh, is a way to no way to to change them with uh, bring, bringing forcefully democracy and freedom to their countries instead of that you should uh, help these countries to change their education uh, to not impose the marionetic like puppets puppet regimes uh, which which will follow um, the different countries agenda so there are many 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 questions many many problems to work together and in this case yes uh, 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 Her Highness Nadja is right that you have un yeah, we have to unite. This is the only the way to unite and change this society we are living in to the better to the better one. Thank you so much, Thank you. Um, dear Admiral. Thank you for pointing out that, of course, unity right now is the way out for us as the humanity. And of course, uh, changing the format of society, one of the best ways is, of course, informing people. Because as you have mentioned previously as well, uh, answering one of the previous questions is that we are the ones who make a uh, choice. We are the ones who um, elect the presidents and so on. So basically, once all people, all billions and people in the world uh, know about the solution, the creative society, then they can form this um, electoral uh, demand, right? And then they will be able to uh, basically change the system, shake it up, shake this metrics and build something that will be truly human-oriented, build the system, build the society where every human being will feel safe, secure, will have everything that he or she needs, right? The basic needs will be covered and people will have no need to move to other countries for, uh, you know, searching for shelter or searching for a better salary. People will feel that they truly live that they do not survive. And thank you very much for mentioning this important point that we truly need to unite only together as the society, as the humanity. We can overcome all these difficulties that have been formed, right? And only together we can search for these solutions, bringing up all the knowledge that we have, all the experts and different specialists from different fields can truly create the format of society that will be good for every human being on the planet earth and right now i would like to pass the floor to xenia and i would like to ask you xenia how do you think it, it is important for everyone today to not be silent to tell the truth and also could you please share your opinion um how critical is it right now to inform people about the idea of the creative society? Thank you. I personally believe that uh, telling the truth is the first step to action. People um, were surrounded by lies for many, many years. And even now we can observe 
that um, uh, nowadays people they lose the trust they stop uh, believing in uh, in people around them um um and this is uh, could be caused due to the fear of a, uh, maybe a negative a past experience or difference between uh, people themselves they could be also afraid to be used uh, people disrespecting each other and attempting to manipulate one another and nowadays uh, uh, i noticed that uh, uh, this becoming a big trend to brag and show that they betrayed they cheat they take advantage and etc of each other it seems as being uh, this notion being a smart and finding out a creative way of solving the situation however this is the sad reality nowadays we should not betray or use each other we should treat each other as in a um in a respectful way and uh, therefore by opposition telling the truth is the way to free people free them from all the boundaries regarding the trust among all of us even if we are aware that we should not lie remaining silent is the same as lying and uh with every um um a choice you have you can do three things you can do something good about this you can do something bad or you do nothing and i believe that the last uh, two are the uh, inappropriate simply because if you don't um, um if you don't do good and you or you keep silent it's basically as equivalent to the same as lying to somebody because it's selfish to withhold the information from somebody else and uh, as a mother i uh, tell the truth to my child i take full responsibility of my words as this small human being is currently observing like a sponge of all the information that i give to her and if i speak the truth to my child why would i not speak the truth to people around me for me it seems to be illogical that not um to put somebody above somebody else my child of course it's my blood but people around me are the same human beings and they they deserve to be treated the same way equally like i treat my child uh therefore i would like to emphasize that we are all equal and we all deserve to know the truth without exceptions and despite how good or bad it could be even the sweet lie is still a lie I would like to also highlight that I'm completely agree and I support the creative society and to come back to the question about the truth uh, it's actually summarized in the fourth foundation that uh, um, is about the transparency and openness of all information for all and i would like to um read out the statement of this foundation every human has the right to receive reliable information about the moments and the distribution of public funds each human has access to information about the status of implementation of society's decisions the mass media belongs exclusively to the society and reflect information trustfully openly and honestly this conference should be a wake up call to all the people uh, that disaster do not care about the borders and we should um, react and action as soon as possible we want to take care of our children and grandchildren for our neighbors and our families all equally and this is the way to sustainability 
Let's embrace the opportunity we have in our hands. Let's embrace the fact that we have all the information we received from the conference, all the scientific facts, all the um, people who are active participants, who share the information, who researched and who gathered. And let's transform ourselves and change the world for the better place for us, but most importantly for our children. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ksenia. Thank you so much again for emphasizing that we are responsible for the future, for the future of our children, for the future of our next generation, and of course, for our own future. And uh, our round table is coming to the end. And I would like to ex express my deepest gratitude to all our speakers today for being with us today, for sharing their wisdom, their knowledge, and this tremendous important facts about the true situation in our society right now because situation is incredibly serious right now. The cataclysm are escalating and each of us sooner or later will feel and experience that. But right now we still have a chance. We still have a chance to unite and survive and find together jointly solution. But we only need to understand that everything depends on each of us, on you and me. And the question is right now, will you speak up, dear viewers? Will you tell the truth and share this important, vital information with your relatives, with your friends, with your co-workers? Because without you, my friend, we definitely cannot survive. We definitely need to unite and act and act right now. Everything depends on our choice. Yes, and thank you so much, Marina. Thank you to all our wonderful speakers today. Truly amazing women, strong, confident, and really empowering women were our guests of this roundtable. And thank you, of course, to our dear viewers for staying with us. And we also would like to invite everyone all the speakers, all the viewers, all people who will be watching this roundtable later on to a really tremendous conference on December the 4th, 2021, where the whole world will gather together. The conference will be called Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we'll see you in the next roundtable. Thank you.